The killer bees. What about the murderous J's? We've got Joel, Jeremy, and Joe. That's three J's. Coming to you live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5. It's the killer bees and murderous J's. He's Blake. I'm Brad. I'm 713-780-ESPN. Looks like Dusty's going to retire. But he wanted to lead the Strohs next year. 713-780-3776. Let's go out to the HRP listener line. And get Graham in here. Graham, you're in the hive with the bees. What's up, Graham? Uh, hey guys, um, I, I was just, you know, I know he's under contract, but I always feel like this guy kind of got a raw deal. But uh, you know, because of the talent on his team, what about uh, Dave Martinez? Yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm, I'm not, not a big fan either. I mean, he was Madden's. He was the disciple under Joe Madden. He was the guy that was the heir apparent to be the next successful manager in the bigs. I mean, he got kind of a raw deal that they just gutted the Nationals after they won it. But I'm not. I mean, I'm not that big of a fan. They gave him an extension this year because, like, they liked the way that he was playing. I'm not a honestly. I'm not a big fan because he doesn't know the runners' lane interference rule. It drives me crazy that he's a big league manager and has no clue what that rule is. Uh, that kind of rubs me the wrong way. I'm just. I'm not a. You know, I haven't seen a ton of Davey Martinez. I've seen like the World Series stuff. I've seen ejections, things like that. Uh, I'm I'm not a I'm not a Davey Martinez well, yeah, guy. Yeah, he, he signed a contract August 21st. Yeah, they extended him. Like there was a there was a lot of talk that he was on the hot seat, and they started to play pretty well with all the young talent, and they took yeah. care of him. Which you know, credit to Washington. I kind of admire that. You, you give them a bad roster like you're talking about yeah. instead of like making the manager the scapegoat. We like what you're doing with our young players. You're developing them. We're playing better than we thought. You're going to win 70 games. We're going to extend you. I kind of I like when organizations do that. If you feel like you have the right man for the job and you give them a terrible roster, give them an extension if they're playing above their their means. Yeah, and that's a good job for them, I think. Because the opposite would be you get a veteran manager that's been through some wars before and all of a sudden he's dealt the hand of having a team that you know is going to be young and not very good. And they're, if they go and they bitch about it and they talk to the media about it and they show they're not happy about it, you don't want them around because – that creates a toxic culture in and around your team that you don't need when you're trying to groom these young kids. Six five zero three, whatever you do, keep Jeff Bagwell away from the manager search. Completely agree. Yeah, if, I agree too, but I don't think he wants it. If no, he's not. No, no, no. That's not what he means. He means the process, oh, the, the interview picking process. The guy, yeah. We'll know if Jeff Bagwell had his hands in the manager search if Brad Osmus is the manager I was for the. Just going to say, yeah, like, he that's loves the, him some Osmus. That's the number one yeah. guy I'm concerned about. That's the. It's the biggest indicator that Jeff Bagwell still is pulling a lot of sway around there. If Brad Osmus is the manager of the Strohs, Jeff Bagwell still the general manager. Because then he interviewed for the GM job as well. He did. For the GM job and the and the manager. Is there job? any doubt he will at least get an interview? Oh, he will get an interview for sure. I hope not. I, I hope he doesn't because it, it shows you that he's not involved in decision making. Like I'm rooting, and I like Osmus. I don't like him as a manager. I like Osmus for as a you know a player and what he did for Houston. I don't want him managing this team, but I don't want him to get an interview because it means that Bagwell doesn't have any say, and I'm rooting for that. No, you mean, well, if he doesn't get an interview, then he doesn't have any say. You know, I totally get that because, look, perception in a lot of people's minds is reality. And if he does get an interview, then whether it's made known publicly and Crane says these are the guys that are involved in our coaches search or not, you know Baggy has a say-so if if Osmus is getting an interview. King of Twitch says Correa because he's great at Mount Visits. Great point, King of Twitch, but his day job right now is paying him him pretty good. Uh, Someone said Rocco Baldelli. I like Rocco, uh, but I, I imagine his contract ties him to Minnesota, and I can't imagine him leaving Minnesota. It seems like a perfect fit He there. played there, right? I think he played a lot of places, but I do think... Yeah, that- I think that there's something to it to where he likes Minneapolis, too, to where I don't think he's looking to get out. 9648 Morgan Innsberg 
should be considered. He's been a great manager in the minors. Uh, I'm okay. I don't want. I don't want Morgan Insberg. He's going to have every Astro changing their stance every other day. Uh, I don't. I don't want Morgan Insberg. The vet's going to respect him. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe there's a few guys that cross paths with him in the minors, but I think that your longstanding vets. I think. I just don't know if that that kind of that kind of. Why wouldn't they respect him? Well, you have, yeah, there's a feeling out process. You got to get to know them. But I, I think that there's a lot of guys that are like, you know, is this the right guy to take on a World Series caliber managerial job and balance the the egos and the personalities of some guys making a whole boatload of cash that have been there and done a whole lot more than he's done? Why Why would they not have that with Innsbruck, but they would for DeRosa, though? I'm not saying that they would have it. With, uh, DeRosa would still have a lot to prove to a lot of the veteran guys, too. There's absolutely no doubt. But that's why I was saying from the jump that I don't know that those are the kind of guys that are right for this job. I think you got to have someone that's got uh, a resume, that, that has, has established themselves enough to where you walk into the clubhouse and there's already a respect because of those things. 8532, what about Vigio? I don't like that idea at all. Yeah, I, I I would be again. Look for you can go back to the days where everybody said that Bagwell and Biggio ran the ran the team and managed the team uh, instead of Dirk. Um, I I just don't think that's the right fit. I don't think he he wants to do that. Maybe he does, but I don't think that's the right decision. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Lots of people saying AJ Hinch on the text line, but Weber on the call line, HRP listener line, he says no. AJ Hinch, Weber, why? Uh, people forget about A.J. Hinch's, uh, you know, single-handedly losing the World Series in 2019 uh, with his bad decision-making with, you know, uh, pulling Grinky, uh, Will Harris instead of Garrett Cole, uh, Josh Reddick 0 for 100 and didn't didn't play Kyle Tucker, who was batting 333 in the playoffs. He, he was an absolute – it was horrible watching him coach. Just horrible. Appreciate it, Weber. There you go. I – um. I don't disagree a whole lot from Weber. I didn't think A.J. Hinch was a great playoff manager. He did some things in the playoffs that I didn't love. Uh, very, very micromanaging in the playoffs when he really wasn't like that in the regular season. I thought he was a completely different manager in the postseason than the regular season. Like, I remember the one year he used Justin Verlander out of the bullpen at Fenway. It like, cost him the yeah. game. Now, fortunately, they won a game five. Uh, all the points that Weber brought up as well. I don't, I don't like it when managers completely change their tendencies once you go to the playoffs. I understand you're going to have a quicker hook and you're going to pull pitchers out a little bit quicker but when you're starting to do a bunch of weird things it's something that bothers me and, and Hinch did have a lot of that quite frankly I think but I think on the flip side we knew that Dusty was going to do things in the regular season he wasn't going to do in the playoffs and if there's a way for you to kind of channel it in in the playoffs then then it can work I think from a Hinch perspective, I think he was afraid to make tough decisions. I don't. I, I think it seemed like there were times where there was. He said, "I think he was a really, really good regular season manager." I remember a couple of games where he knew the idiosyncrasies of the rule book. And when we say, you know, can a manager get you five wins a season? Well, we saw a couple times where he got you a couple just by knowing the rules better than the other manager, of the other team, and getting certain things accomplished. One was in Detroit, if I, if I'm not mistaken, on a on a play at. The, a runner on third base, and I forget what the the rule was exactly, but I know that he actually got the the umpires to see it his way and get a run in that ended up winning the game. He can do some things in the regular season, but it's fair to cr- criticize him for when when the, you know, especially everybody's never going to forget what happened in the National Series. But it's fair to criticize his playoff managers. I think if you lose Verlander out of the bullpen, though, you're you're 
you're not scared of a big move. Like, I mean, he, he went to Verlander to the bullpen, I think twice. I know for sure at least once. That's a pretty courageous, bold move. I just didn't like it. Uh, 5077, he was terminated for allowing the cheating to take place and continuing. Why on earth would you think he's eligible for rehire? You know, Blankers talked about this a little bit earlier. He has good relationship with ownership. Uh, Crane's even talked about how it's one of the most difficult professional things he's ever had to do. And people who were involved in sign stealing don't have problems getting jobs in baseball because it was pretty universal quite frankly. Uh, 7584 Espada, if Game 5 was any indication of how he's going to manage, I don't think Espada had anything to do with that ninth inning. I think that was all Dusty Baker's call, whether it was premeditated, whether it was Dusty on his way to the tunnel saying, here, here's what I want to do in the ninth inning. If Joe Espada was doing that stuff, I would be 100% shocked. I would too. Dusty was managing from the tunnel. There's no doubt about it. I mean, that's what managers do. When they get tossed, either it's a clubhouse guy or the the bat kid or someone relaying the information while he's watching it real-time on a screen as close as he can be to the dugout, I don't think in that situation, in the playoffs, that Joe Espada is making those calls without Dusty Baker being heavily involved, and there's no reason for me to believe Dusty wasn't making all those calls. And it's very easy, too, that, okay, I've been thrown out of the game. Hey, this is what I want in the ninth inning when we come up. Like, it's very easy to say that in passing as you're walking towards the dugout. Espada didn't have anything to do with that. Um, Dusty Dusty was even coy about it, like, whenever he was addressed by or talked to the media. He was like, oh, who's making those calls? And Dusty's like, oh, you know, that stuff's premeditated. Like, like he's even, like, kind of like, it was me. Even though by rule I'm not supposed to, just uh, it was it was kind of you me don't need Bobby Valentine and a fake mustache to make the calls without having to be physically in the dugout. See, I think Bobby Valentine was actually like mocking the whole process whenever he did that. He's like, I'm just going to be managing from the clubhouse. Let me make a mockery of this whole thing and laugh into everybody's face. Dusty tried by not leaving the field right away. He did. Seven five eight four. Walt Weiss or Craig Council should get the job. It seems like Council's going to the Mets yep. with Stearns. Yep. Uh, Walt Weiss was a name that came up from like uh, early, like a month ago when they. People were talking Atlanta. about, yeah, he's the bench coach in Atlanta. People were talking about Dana Brown having the say of the next manager, and if he did, they were drawing ties to it. His Atlanta days, Walt Weiss at Atlanta. Frankly, I don't know a whole lot about Walt Weiss as a manager. I know he was with the Rockies for a little bit, did an okay job there. I don't want Walt Weiss managing the Houston Astros because he robbed Tony Tony Eusebio of a hard shut up the middle with the bases loaded way back in the nineties. So I want nothing to do with, for, with Walt Weiss because he ripped out the hearts of Houston Astro fans back in the Killer B days. So no Walt Weiss for me. I, I'm, I'm curious if if Walt Weiss isn't the heir apparent in Atlanta anyway. I, mean, I don't know. Because Snitker, you know, as as good as they've been in the regular season and they did win the World Series a couple of years ago, that I think a lot of Atlanta fans are pretty disappointed with their early exit. And, and Snitker's a little bit up there in age, yeah. too, to where maybe Walt Weiss is the heir apparent in Atlanta. People have talked about like Ron Washington maybe getting another job. Mm. I wouldn't like that. Uh, Eric Young has been mentioned. He's the first base coach in Atlanta as well. So there, there's probably a couple of, uh, of options there for the Braves. No for Walt Weiss. He robbed Tony Eusebio and nothing to do with it. Uh, 5077, do you have an example of any other manager that was rehired at the same organization for something similar, same ownership? Yes, I do. His name's Alex Cora with the Boston Red right. Sox. Was fired and then rehired as soon as he could be rehired. It wasn't cheating. It's Billy Martin. Billy Martin. Yeah, over and over and over again. Yeah, how many times? It was like a dozen times or something like that. It's crazy. It turned out to be insane. All right, 713-780-ESPN. All this talk on the, the new manager for the Astros, 2024. It is fun and exciting to think about that. But should we be thanking Dusty Baker today for what he's meant to the Houston Astro organization? 713-780-ESPN. It's a Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5.
Welcome back, Houston. These guys missed you over the last break. It's the Killer Bees, Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. So we be thanking Dusty Baker, 713-780-ESPN. He's Blank, I'm Branham. couple of other names here. The ones that I least like that have been mentioned to us, only one mentioned this one. Several mentioned this other name. But first, the the one that was mentioned once. Aaron Boone. No. Yeah, I don't want to get out of here with Aaron Boone, former Astro great. I don't want Aaron Boone anywhere near this this dugout. Uh, Absolutely not. And then another name that was mentioned quite a bit that I also want nothing to do with is Gabe Kapler. Yeah, no. I mean, we just got done talking about it when I I brought up the fact that he rubbed everybody in the in the San Francisco clubhouse the wrong way, and he, you know, he's a he's a massive ego, and he is a disciplinarian, and he's a you know a big tough guy. And there's videos of him taking players down in the tunnel and, and ripping into them. And I just, that's not going to fit the personality that's in the clubhouse currently with this, with the, the roster that's been currently constructed for the Astros. Big Art says, what do you think of uh, Jeff Bannister? Former Cougar, go Cougs. I would, I would love Jeff Bannister. Uh, currently the bench coach with Arizona, game away from potentially playing in the World Series, manager of the year in the American League. I think he's kind of a bochi type. I think it'd be a pretty good fit. Uh, it's a name that I like quite a bit, Big Art. All right, should we be thanking Dusty Baker today? If this is indeed it, looks like it is it. The Athletic is reporting it is it. Uh, thoughts that Dusty might not be retiring, but he's not going to manage again. There's thoughts that he could help a front office, maybe go back to the West Coast, which is a little bit closer to home. If I'm Jim Crane, I'm trying to keep him in the organization, whether it's an advisor of some type, uh, certainly not day-to-day, full-time, but I, I would be trying to find a way to keep Dusty Baker in the organization, not as a manager. Uh, but it looks like he wants to get closer to home back out on the West Coast. But should we be thanking Dusty Baker, manager for four years for the Houston Astros? Should we should we be thanking him for what he has done for this organization? Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. I think absolutely we should because I think that he was the right guy for the job when he took it. And with all the adversity he was about to face, with all of – the uncharted waters this team was about to go through. He was the perfect guy for the job. And even if he didn't win the World Series, he got you through that. But then he got a World Series on top of that. And, you know, he did a whole lot of good while he was here in Houston at a time when there was a whole lot of bad associated with the Astros' name. And so, yeah, we nitpick things that Dusty has done from the on-field perspective and and how he's done certain elements of his managerial tasks when – the game is on on the line or the game is taking place or the lineups are being made. But overall, full body of work, we absolutely should be thanking Dusty Baker for the four years that he gave the Houston Astros. Uh, I've said it before that he's the most decorated manager the Houston Astros have ever had. I double down on that. So, yeah, the, the four years that Dusty Baker has been here is uh, something that you should be thanking him for. And I know a lot of people feel some kind of way about this. And, and people, oh, he inherited a loaded roster. You know, uh, Jose Jorge could have won a World Series with this team. That, you know, he didn't really do anything. The Astros won in spite of him. All of these things. I think Dusty Baker's better in the clubhouse than he is managing a game first pitch to last pitch. And I think that's more important for a manager in Major League Baseball is how he handles the clubhouse. Players have unanimously uh, said good things about Dusty. We hear all the time a player will never say a poor thing about Dusty. I've never heard a player say a poor thing about Dusty. Uh, Great accolades over the course of his career, but looking at just the four years he's been with the Astros, he has won a World Series, he's been to two World Series, he's won three division titles, and he's been to the ALCS in all four years. 
that, that's a manager over four years that that deserves some praise. Mm-hmm. He deserves some gratitude from the city. I fully believe you should be thanking Dusty Baker if this is indeed it. I I totally agree. Like everything accomplished, everything you guys just said, I, I'm 100 percent on board with. But at the same time, I'm not sad that it's over. Like I, I am ready for whatever is the next chapter of baseball for the Houston Astros. I'm thankful it happened. Uh, Dusty Baker, like what, what he accomplished is really incredible. And I think like what Joel was saying too, about, you know, coming in in 2020 after everything that happened, you know, from the fallout of 2019 and all that stuff, like it, it was great, but I'm excited to see a hopefully younger, more analytically driven, less sometimes stubborn manager be here in Houston. I, I totally agree with that, Joe. I think it's time. I think we talked about it. I think everybody had a change of heart, and, and I, I myself said, look, I have to stick with what I said about him not being the manager next year, but it was easy to see why he had flipped so many people because of the fact that they won two in Minnesota, they won that series, you know, all the things they did late in the season. But I think it's time. The time had come for the Astros to get a new voice, to get a, a new face, uh, and to kind of move forward. But I think that what they went through, and we'll never know the full extent of it, but what they went through starting when he took over the, the job, and you think about the other candidates that were out there, and the one specifically was Buck Showalter, who we mentioned. Buck Showalter, I think, would have been an absolute disaster trying to manage everything that went with the situation coming out of 2020. Yeah, I disagree with that. Okay, why? I think Buck Showalter's a good manager. I think he would have handled it just fine. I don't. I, I think that Buck is a you know a my way or the highway type of guy, and he's more Dusty's of a not? hard-headed. I think Buck Showalter is a more hard-headed, more kind of a military approach to it than Dusty. Dusty may have his, be set in his ways, but Dusty's still going to be a very communicative kind of guy that's going to be – he's not going to be as as overbearing on you as Buck Showalter is. And I think that Dusty, having been through all that he had been through previously, too, I thought Dusty was the right guy for the job, and that's why he did it so well. I, w- I don't think that Buck Scholzer would have done the same thing. This is funny on the, the text line. You have one, two, nine, one, two. Let me read these back-to-back. Ludicrous question. How can you have a manager with four ALCS as a World Series title and not thank him? Anyone who thinks it's easy with a roster like theirs has never managed people. The wrong manager can ruin a good roster. See the Red Sox under, Valentine, uh, under Bobby Valentine in uh, 12 and then under Farrell in 13. When they won the World Series, they fired him a little bit later, though, by the way. And then A3, uh, Adrian says, Dusty leaving's bittersweet. Best way to put it. Thank you for taking care of this team, but it's time to move forward. Wish him the best. Uh, and then 9012, this is the one I was trying to read back to back. This is a joke, right? Piss poor manager. Like, so he's Dusty, going to the Hall of Fame as a manager. But he's always going to be divided in the city. Like People are pro-Dusty. People are anti-Dusty. He's always divisive in the city. Where you people, hey, he could have, like, and to answer that question, how can anyone not thank him? The argument is this, and I'm playing devil's advocate here, and I'm just reading what other people have said and the tenor of what other people have said. He inherited a loaded roster. He inherited a team that was already World Series caliber. They just went to the World Series, lost the World Series, uh, and that anybody could have managed a team as talented as the Houston Astros were, which, I mean, they were really good before Dusty Baker took over. I mean, they, they had won a World Series in 17. They went to an ALCS in 18. They lost a World Series in 19. So, I mean, the roster was really good. Yeah, the roster was good, but you were about to go into, like I said, uncharted waters. You didn't know all the different things, what you were going about to face, and the animosity from every team and every player and, and all the fan bases and every road game, uh, and coming off of everything that all everything that was just laid down by Major League Baseball. And I think that you also had, because of the success you had, you had a lot of dominant personalities. You had a lot of dominant players in that locker room, and I think that all of those things could have easily 
set a manager back taking over this job and trying to do things their way that Dusty was somehow ma- was able to kind of manage all the personalities, manage all the adversity, and still get the best yeah. results out of his team. And I think that's a hell of a job. I think the scandal stuff, though, is like largely overrated. Like fans are going to boo them. Oh, no. Media is going to ask them questions they don't want to answer. Oh, no. Like I always thought that that was the silliest thing. Oh, the adversity they're going to have to take on. What adversity? They're going to be booed by fans, and media are going to ask them a few tough questions. They're going to be like, well, we're worried about today. So what? Well, we like, I don't think that was that challenging. wide had issues with them and, so? and managers so somebody and doesn't organizations. Like you? Well, but I think that's an added wrinkle that you have to factor in that no other team in the league had to deal with. But I just don't think it's that big a deal. I don't think it affects winning. The other guy in the other dugout doesn't like me. Boo who? Okay. Like, I, just don't, I don't understand, like, the, the most negative thing that could have come from that. The fans are going to be ripping them. We're talking about how the Astros like playing on the road because they like being booed. The other team doesn't like them. The Rangers didn't like the Astros yesterday. So, like, I always thought that the, oh, the, the, the adversity that the Astros are going to have to face after the sign-stealing scuff, uh, the media pressure is going to be too high. Like, if that stuff is bothering you, I think you're soft, quite frankly. Fans booing you, that affects you, soft. Other people in the other dugout not liking you, soft. Media asking you a question that you can't, like, work yourself around soft okay like I, I just don't think that that was that challenging now like the personalities in the clubhouse like there are some personalities in the clubhouse like i can give you that but they're also like the ego of the, the personalities are actually pretty favorable though like jose altuve is probably the biggest superstar ever with no ego i think verlander does have a bit of an ego but i don't think it's i don't think it affects the clubhouse like i'll even go as far to say that he can be selfish at times but I don't think it negatively impacts the the clubhouse per se. I mean, I think that they're dominant. I think that when we you think about the to the um, Osuna deal, when Verlander and McCullers were leading the charge of we're going to need a meeting, we're going to need to talk to some people before we're going to you know before that we're going to go on get on board with this guy coming in our locker room. And I think that you had some of the guys that's resume like a Verlander that was warranted that he had a little bit more ego, but you knew that he had he was set in his ways. And you had a guy like McCullers that's so dedicated to this organization in the H that he was very opinionated and he was very vocal. And you're right. It would be great if everybody was like Altuve, but they're not. Yeah, I, I think it's where Dusty does his best jobs in the clubhouse. I really do. 713-780-3776. Cash it or trash it? What hot takes? What react, overreactions do you have that you want the bees to cash or trash? We have our own as well. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN at 92.5. Here is something that you're cashing. I've been telling you for what seems like years, Gentle Ben is the best, whether it's the vodka, the gin, straight bourbon whiskey, or the cast-strength bourbon. It's all top shelf, and it starts with the finest ingredients, classic time time-honored distilling methods. Uh, Gentle Ben uses a revolutionary technology that eliminates impurities for the cleanest, smoothest spirits you'll ever taste. In fact, a lot of the spirits that you see on the market, they use Gentle Ben's revolutionary technology to get their alcohol. Anyways, one of the things you'll love about Gentle Ben's, what's not in it, including harsh solvents, nasty elements that don't belong in your spirits, and they don't in Gentle Ben. You get all the flavor with none of the burn, unparalleled smoothness, and an enjoyable drinking experience. The next time you head to dinner, ask for Gentle Ben. Next time you go to your favorite bar, ask for Gentle Ben. Look for Gentle Ben at the liquor store on your way home. Pick up a bottle or two today. Head to the tasting room as well. Gentle Ben Tasting Room, a great spot to have a drink. And if you're going to the Toyota Center to watch some Rockets games this year, season starts tomorrow, stop by Ben's Bar inside the Toyota Center and get a Gentle Ben on 
on the way to your seat. Also, if you're lazy and don't like going to the store, getting out of your house, that's cool. Head to GentleBin.com because you can now order Gentle Bin, the vodka, the gin, the bourbon, whatever you want, straight at GentleBin.com. Add it to the cart. Complete your purchase. They'll deliver it right to your doorstep. Gentle Bin, all of the flavor, none of the burn. Prepare for overreaction on my mark. It's that time of the week where overreactions are not only welcome, they're celebrated. They say Muhammad Ali was the greatest of all time, but he never fought Cassius Clay. It's Cashem or Trashem with the Killer Bees. This is your hot take. Hmm. Give us a hot spoonful of your opinion. 713-780-3776. What are your Cashems or Trashems? Why don't you start us off, Blankers? What are you Cashing or Trashing today? I was thinking of a couple of them, but to stay, stay on the topic that we, we just had, Dusty Baker's going to be the next manager of the Anaheim Angels. Trash. Gets to go back Trash. home, gets to go to the West Coast, gets and still gets to manage, and the Angels are looking for a little cachet as well as a, 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 a manager with a resume. They're going to hire the better manager. They're going to hire Buck Showalter. You think so? There's rumors. Yeah, I don't think Dusty's managing again. I think it's very, I mean, who knows? Dusty could be, yeah, you know, I want another check. I want, in two weeks, he could be like, yeah, I really want to manage again. Uh, I don't think he manages baseball again. I think, I he, I think the, yesterday the same was one, last the article game. You did, Dusty was rumored if Council was, and Stern, it, it seems like a slam dunk. Stern's in, and uh, That one didn't seem like there was interest, though. That one just seemed like the Heyman was spitballing names. Like, I, it doesn't feel to me, I mean, reports from The Athletic, you can take, take that for what you want. Uh, saying that Dusty does doesn't want to manage anymore, and then just listening to Dusty after the game yesterday, he sounded very different than all of last year. He's like grandkids that are a year and a half, a dog that I haven't seen in a year, haven't been home since February. He this could change in a month. It could absolutely change in a month. But Dusty Baker sounds like a man who is going to retire. I think it'll be he's he's a lot more comfortable financially than he was when he took this job and said, "Hey, I never thought I'd manage again." When they throw money like this at me, of course I want to do it. But I think that if he could be closer to home, he could be in the L.A. market and be closer to all those things. And yet Anaheim, who's desperate to get a guy that is going to possibly work out this time and get a guy that's as respected as Dusty Baker, if they throw big money at him, I could see him really sitting down after a month or so and saying, yeah, I could do that. I'll trash this one. What do you uh, got, Joe? I'm going to trash this one as well. Trash. I, just, I just don't think he's going to manage again, honestly. If, if he was... If he would have walked away last year after winning the World Series and just the Astros would have parted ways for some reason, I think you could have sold me on it, but I just I think he's done. I do too. Because I think there's still a really good chance that if he wanted to be a manager, that Jim Crane would keep him. I don't agree with that. I disagree with that, actually. In fact, I think part of like Dusty's sound, tenor of his voice, I think it might be an under-the-table agreement. Let's just like, I'm... Let's, let's call it quits here, Dusty. We've had a good run. Uh, you you retire. You resign. You step down. You do you know the honorable thing, and then you know we'll move on. I think there's a decent chance of that. Yeah, I mean they've been moving on one year contracts year after year and not doing anything long term. So like that does make sense. I think yeah, maybe I it's the fact too, it. like we were talking about earlier, that there's a job in the waiting for him, like as a consultant where he can still have the best of both worlds. He can yeah. be at home, but Crane still trusts his eye and his ear. That was brought up in the Athletic article yesterday, too, was the consultant stuff. 
it was weird though because the consultant stuff didn't really mention the Astros. Like it was like West Coast teams. Yeah, no, it was like it, it felt like maybe he's going to go help Bob Melvin yeah. and the Giants. Yeah, it was kind of weird. It was kind of weird the way it was worded. Now I, I wouldn't mind if he if he's consulting the Astros in some way. Uh, the Astros will win another title with Jose Altuve on the team. Cash or trash? I'll cash that. I believe that they're going to do what's necessary to upgrade wherever they need to, and I believe that this team will be back. I believe that they're going to have some pitching help coming already internally with the guys that have been out. I believe that you know whether Uncle Mike decides to give you one hell of a bargain or not doesn't matter, but I think that there's still enough money there to play with to get a bat and do some things that to solidify maybe the bullpen a little bit more or to re- replace some of the guys leaving. I believe that they're going to win another one. I'm going to cash this one as well. There you go. I, th- I think they will win another World Series with Jose Altuve. I do too. Because they have Jordan Alvarez and they have Kyle Tucker as well. Like mm. I, I think that Kyle Tucker might. It might not be the day to use Kyle Tucker as a uh, as a reason yeah, I, for. I'm still a believer. I think he'll be fine. He'll be fine next year. All right. What are you cashing or trashing, Joe Jordan? The number one player the Astros should acquire this offseason is Corbin Burns. Mm, via trade? Yes, via trade. He has one year left of arbitration. He was unhappy with how it went last year. They lost their man, their their GM or whatever uh, Stearns was. Craig Council's likely to go to the Mets. Currently, there's I just I googled Milwaukee Brewers and everyone's yeah. saying they should change their name to the Wisconsin Brewers because they're probably going to leave Milwaukee at some point. Oh really? So I, I'm going to go Court Corbin Burns. Where they are they going? Where are they the going? Madison, Wisconsin, Green Bay. There's only two Nashville. And I dare That's say not Wisconsin. This. Yeah, I dare <laughs> say like a major market. Madison is the capital. Madison isn't even close to the size of Milwaukee. They're either going to stay in Milwaukee or they're going somewhere else in the country. Yeah, but like I, I think Corbin Burns, I think the Astros need a front-of-the-line starting pitcher to yeah. achieve what you, we all just cast. Who are they trading? How they Corbin getting this Burns? done? Yeah, how they getting this done? It's going it's to cost. I know he's on the final year of his deal. That's, Everybody that's wants it. It's going to be an expensive trade. Piece yes, it there. is. Chaz, that's not enough. No, twenty-eight year old above average center fielder. That's not even close. You're going to have to have prospects. Yeah, they're Milwaukee's prospects. mid mid to small market. They don't want to yeah. take on a lot of contract. I don't think I'm going to trash this simply because they don't trash. have the assets to do it. They they really don't. They don't have no, the they don't have the minor league system to trade for Corbin Burns, even though he's in the final year of his deal, and he shouldn't be as expensive. They they simply don't have the uh, the bullets to do so. Plus, there's teams that are going to be willing to throw that yeah. have that have a farm system and some current players. They'd be willing to throw at getting a guy that's his front line as Col- Corbin Burns that could actually be a difference maker. And then you could, I mean, they could also resign him too. It's like let's we we're willing to trade some of our top prospects and top 100 prospects, and now we're going to sign Corbin Burns to a long term deal. The Astros don't have the system to, to be in the market for Corbin, Bur- Corbin Burns, so I'll trash that one. You got another one, Blankers? I do. Uh, I think Ime Adoka is going to be NBA Coach of the Year. Ooh. Ooh. Better chance uh, Adoka or D'Amico? Oh, I, guess, I think they're both going to be in the running. Man. I'm going to... I feel like... Okay, so do you believe this? Are you cashing or trashing this? I, I believe that he's got a legit chance. See, I, okay, now I, I'm going to have to call a little BS here. I'm going to have to call a little BS here. Because the other day you said under 35 wins and not in the play-in. But he's but even that, it's still a substantial jump to where they were. You're going to see because even though the West has a ton of good teams, they're going to be competitive. The, I think that you're going to see huge uh, jumps in terms of their efficiency sure. and the things that they're doing. And I think that he's going to get credit for that. Ain't no one winning coach of the year with 33 wins, though. We'll see. 
There ain't no way. Okay, I'm not saying that both are going to have to be true, but I think Ime Adoka is going to be in the running and could possibly win Coach of the Year. So I'm saying All he's right. going to win Coach of the Year. I will... See, this is confusing me because I think higher of the Rockets than you do this year, but you're cashing or From trash. From a win total, but I love already what I've seen in terms of the way I, I they're do, playing. I do, too. I just don't think that the voters and all these nerds and stuff would, would vote a 33-win coach, uh, the coach of the year, even though like I agree with your premise completely because I think he made a Now that you just said stud. that, you know who I think could win it? Who? Greg Popovich. You have to get to— I think you have to be a play. I think you have to be a play Wendy, and they've got a good— I think they'd have to be a play Quietly, team, they got a good, they got a good yeah. enough rest of the roster they could be a play-in team. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know how you Wendy's going to have. I think you got to make the playoffs. You have to make the playoffs to win Coach yeah. of the Year. I think as long, I think if you're like the surprise of the te- this, the the league early on, yeah. and you don't make the playoffs, I think you're going to get enough runs. I mean, I'm going to trash this. I'm going to trash, trash. even though I think Imadoka is really good. I think Imadoka has a really good chance to win a Coach of the Year of the Rockets at some point. I don't think it's going to be his maiden voyage. The last time, the 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 lowest like win total for a coach to win Coach of the Year. Was 2021 the weird the shortened season was Tibbs? He was 41 and 31. They made the playoffs that year. I mean, like Mike Brown won last year at 48 and 34. I, I think you got to be well over 500 and you got to make the playoffs. Yeah. So yeah. I'm a, I'm a trash as well, just because trash. I think they're gonna be better than both you guys, but like, I just don't think they're gonna be good enough for him to win it this year. Next year, I'm in. Okay. Here's one from uh, from Ocho. Cheer for the Rangers for state pride and for Bruce Bochy's old school managing success. Cash or trash? Trash it. Trash, trash. it. Trash it. Trash. Yeah. I'm trash. not rooting for the Rangers. No chances. <laughs> hell, I'm ever rooting for the Rangers. I don't want them to get a Ocho. scoreboard. Like, I don't want them to be like, oh, well, look, here's our World Series title. We got one. We're still catching up, but we got one. No. I want the Rangers to have a goose egg on the World Series title column. I'll tip my cap to you that you beat the Astros. I'll congratulate you for reaching the World Series. I'll congratulate you if you win it. But I don't want you to. I don't either. And I Not like Bruce Bochy a lot. Nope. I, I do like Bruce Bochy I do, Bochi too. A I lot, respect but... the hell out of him yeah, as I'm a manager, not... but that doesn't mean that I want the Rangers to win anything. No, cash it. We're uh, trashing that one, Ocho. Absolute trash on that one. How about this one from Emmanuel? Is it H-O, Ocho? Who cares? Doesn't work here. Uh, Caleb Williams should sh- should uh, sit out the rest of this year. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't finish it. I didn't finish it. That's true. I didn't do I it. I didn't finish it. Emmanuel, he said that Caleb Williams should sit out the rest of the year. Now that their national championship aspirations are down the tubes. Look, personally, trash that. You know what? Trash. Yeah, I understand you got a career in waiting. You got a lot of money on the table and all those things. But I hate the fact that it's such a business now that because you're not in the running to win a national title and you're probably not in the running to win the Heisman anymore, that you just shut it down and walk away from the school and the commitment and the coach and everything like that. I'll trash it because I don't agree with it. But I can I can really see it happening. I don't mind when a player does this because, I mean, you have to look out for yourself. Like, you really, really do. But I'm going to trash it for what I think is trash. an outside-the-box reason. If Caleb Williams has accepted a dime of NIL money, doesn't he owe it That's true. to USC to play? Unless they're paying him weekly on this NIL money. Like, if they're paying if, – if some, like, Joe George car dealership LA it paid him $100,000 – in name, image, and likeness money to be the USC quarterback. He owes it to that guy well, to play. Screw the local. He's yeah. got it with Wendy's. Yeah. He's got it with some national companies that are doing Heisman national House. commercials with him. The what, national, what was the other one? The, Heisman House. The, the national things, like his cachet is not going anywhere, though, and he's still going to be the number one pick of the NFL draft. So from a national point of view, I don't really care from a national point of view. But from anybody who's local that has spent NIL money on a, on a player, period. It's, it's not only Caleb Williams. And they opt out 
for draft and professional status. They need to like pro rata, pro, pro rata, like the NIL money that they've gotten well, back to the company they gave him money. But I think he's going to get the most pressure from the national company. Said we gave you this money, sure. assuming you were going to play yeah. all year. Then yeah. give, then give it back. You're probably right. I just don't care about the national. Companies. I do think like, though, I don't that's... care about Wendy's or the ESPN or Nissan. I care about you know Joe's car dealership in LA. I do think that's really well. against the rules, though. I thought that was like one of the first rules they established. You can't give them money back based on you can't you can't do an NIL based on games played. I didn't realize they had rules. I thought that I, I mean I don't really know what they are either, but I thought that's one of the original rules. These NIL companies need to be paying them weekly. Then I'm gonna trash it. Trash because I think that's a mistake for your last two games in college football and the last tape you're gonna put out there. The games you just put out, you played bad football, man. Like you you got smoked by Notre Dame. You lost to Utah again. All you got right now in everyone's mind is painted fingernails and bad tape. He's still going to be a top two pick, though. I agree, but, like, I want to see who Caleb Williams is. I want to see him win this week. Like, I just, I don't know, man. Like, I I couldn't imagine sitting out at this point. Even though I get it, like, Jamar Chase still went top five. Yep. So, like, there is a precedent. Like, he set out the COVID season because he didn't want to get hurt. And he had a reason to sit out. Like, and he had an excuse to sit out, and he was fine. And I'm cool with Chase doing it because he didn't get NIL money, at least above board. A couple of through here. Let's uh, let's hammer through these. Uh, three six six seven. McCullers is toast after two years off. Cash or trash? Well, <laughs> medically, I, I have no trust in Lance McCullers' body, uh, but I think Lance McCullers will be back. I, I think that he will be back. He still knows how to pitch, and I'll cash it. I'm going to cash this too because Doctor El Atache, one of the very very best uh, surgeons in the world, is going to fix Lance McCullers. He was pretty good when he pitched last year. He should be better. Trash. trash. All right. There you go. Trashed it, Joe? Yep, trash. 9733, cash or trash. 23 Michigan football will be like the 17 Astros. Win the Natty and hated by, hated by everyone. They're going to be hated by everyone. And unfortunately, I hate saying this, but I think they're they're going to win the national championship. I'm going to trash this. I just don't feel like a trash. Big Ten team wins the Natty. I'm going to tra- I'm gonna cash it. All right, 4133, trash or, cra- or uh, cash. Houston has an NHL team by 2030. By 2030. I'm gonna trash it. I just don't think this trash. city. I think it, it's it's neat and and everybody would be excited. Maybe really early. I don't think they're gonna support a hockey team. I'm gonna cash this. That the new Toyota Center renovations have ice under the floor. So why why are you doing that for Disney on ice? No, you're doing it for an NHL team. I'm gonna cash it as well. All right, last one. Space City Kev, cash or trash it. Arch Manning will get the starting job, and Quinn Ewers won't win it back this year. He's not even playing this week. They want a redshirt of this year. I'll I'll trash. They they said he might play. They said that he's getting like some. They're alternating first team reps, and he can play up to four games and still redshirt. He can, but I don't think they want him to. I I don't. I trashed it. I think we'll see him play football this year, but he's not going to take Quinn Ewers' starting job. So I'll trash this as well. All right, seven one three seven eight zero ESPN, the HRNP listener line. Do we expect major changes, small changes, or somewhere in the middle with the Astros this offseason? Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. Hey, before we go to the break, I want to tell you about the good people at MyBookie. I've been telling you about MyBookie for quite a while. MyBookie is the only place I recommend you go when you want to put money down on sporting events because they have all the events. They have got the golf and the UFC and the soccer, Major League Baseball playoffs, NBA basketball, 
college and pro football, you name it, they probably have it, and they have ways you can put money down on it, from the games themselves and the point spreads to the over-unders and all the prop bets that can go along with it as well. They have tons of ways that you can get involved, tons of promos and, and other kinds of marketing deals where you can get in and get crazy odds or catch a way to make more cash. And right now they're doing the match it again on the deposits where up to $1,000, you put in money in your account, they'll match it for you. More money in your account, more games you can bet on, and more chances to win. And at those times of the night and early morning when there are no games being played, if you want some gambling and you don't care if it's a game or not, You'd rather go to a casino, but you don't want to drive. All you got to do is go to mybookie.ag. Dealers, that's right, live dealers, standing by, waiting to play poker and blackjack with you online. Check it out right now. Go to mybookie.ag. The only way you can cash in on those bonuses and get those deals is when you use the promo code BET975. You listen to us. You play with them. You reap the benefits. That's why you use the promo code BET975. It works, people, and, and and don't just believe me. Try it. And when you put money in and see that extra money in your account instantly, you're going to be happy you're playing with mybookie.ag. They're also going to pay you when you win, and they're going to take care of you along the way. Check them out. Tell them I sent you by. I'm telling you, it's the only place I recommend anybody go if they want to put money down and they want to get into some sports gambling or some casino games. Right now, go to mybookie.ag. Do what I tell you all the time. Use the promo code BET975 and bet anything, anytime, anywhere. With the only place I tell you to do it, mybookie.ag. Welcome back to the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5. Killer Bees are also known as Africanized Bees. And we all know there's nothing Africanized about these two guys. It's Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham. 3%, man. Um, Jason Bristol has the odds for the new Astros manager. This is from Bovada. Should Dusty not return? The heavy favorites, Joe Espada, minus 200. Will Venable, I thought he was a football coach at Oklahoma. He's plus 700. Buck Showalter, plus 700. Don, I hope it's Buck Showalter, just for the content on this show. Uh, I hope it's not. Uh, Don Mattingly, plus 700. I don't want Mattingly. A.J. Hinch, plus 700. Craig Council plus 750, Walt Weiss plus 750. Hmm. One name that you can eliminate off that list. Who would you eliminate? Espada, Venable, Showalter. Yeah, yeah. Buck Showalter. We'll all do one. I'll take uh, Walt Weiss because of what he did to Tony Eusebio. Who are you going with here, Joe George? I have to give a different name? No, you, it doesn't have to be oh, different. Oh, Walter. Why don't you like Walter? I just. I, I he was think... on an episode of Seinfeld. So? Makes him a smart man. I think Buck's better in the studio. <laughs> Not a big Seinfeld guy. I think Showalter. Well, that's an insult because Showalter's terrible on air. I think. I think in the <laughs> studio. Bad. I think oh, in, studio. in the studio. I, I don't want him you. doing color during yeah. games. I think in the studio he brings okay. a lot of insight. I misheard you. During the game, he's so dull and he's so slow. yeah, his, his delivery so yeah. slow, super boring. Uh, I think Smoltz is kind of like that, but Smoltz just gives you top shelf insight. I, like I think Wainwright's going to be really good if he wants to stick with it. Too. He's another one that's like Smoltz, where his his delivery I think could use a little bit of an uptick, a little bit more excitement because he's kind of dull, but has very good insight. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Vera has left us. Uh, do you expect major changes, small changes, or somewhere in the middle changes with the Astros this offseason? I, I, it just depends on what you think of Dusty Baker moving on. I think it's going to be. Somewhat, I'm talking about with the roster. Oh, with the roster, somewhat in the middle. I think it's going to be difficult for this team to have a whole lot of changes, uh, honestly. Like, I've seen a bunch of – like, I, I would love a, a really good left fielder. Uh, well, he, that'd be great. 
The Astros are going to have to do something with their bullpen because they're probably going to lose Neris. Neris has a player option at $8.5 million. Neris isn't, isn't going to accept that. Stanek's a free agent. Maton's a free agent. Backup catcher's probably something that, that needs to be addressed. I think there's going to be a decent amount of turnover on this team, at least new faces. Like I don't think anybody that's under contract is going to be, you know, tra- like there's not going to be three guys that are traded. But you're going to need an outfielder. You're going to need a backup catcher. You're probably going to need three new relievers like on this team because you have a bunch that are leaving this offseason. See, I think I think Maton's gone and I think that that uh Stanek's gone. I think Neris wants to stay here. And I, so think I think they're going to find the a way. Mutual no, I think that I think he'll probably opt out but then re-sign a, a new deal and I think he'll still be here. Here's the issue with the Astros this offseason. The tax threshold in 2024 is 237 million dollars. Spotrack estimates that the Astros' projected total tax allocation. This is estimating arbitration. It's estimating like some of the auto reserve deals for the minor leaguers who aren't to arbitration yet. They projected at 246 million dollars. So they're already over. That's nine million dollars projection after arbitration over the 2024 tax threshold. We know that Crane operates. Under the tax threshold. He's not somebody that goes over the tax threshold. He's done it once in his entire career as the Astros owner. So how are they going to sign a really good left fielder? How are they going to bring in three relievers? How are they going to go find another starting pitcher, which I don't think is is possible? I think that they're going to be active, but I but I believe that the dreams of huge names are shopping at the top of the market, whether it's left field, whether it's in the uh, the relief pitcher game. I don't think it's likely. Yeah, I think if you're going to try and get I don't think it's going to be big names either, but I think that what it really comes down to is are there salaries you can unload to get out from under some of that so that you can be more competitive? Throw out a few. Be, what's that? Throw out a few. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of who, you know, because everybody's like, well, could you move on from Chaz or, you know, Jake? Chaz or, is cheap. Yeah, a, a, he is. And, and Jake, I, I think Jake might find a, another place to play, but I think that's just simply because I don't think, I think they've, They've they've lost luster in the I, organization. I agree with you on that, but that's another league minimum. Deal. Yeah, I'm, so I'm you're trying not to think of money. who's making the big. I mean, you could try and move Montero. I don't know anybody that wants to take on Montero at that price. Yeah, and even if you're moving Montero, like Montero, Mon, Mon, part of Montero's issue though is the length. It's not so much the AAV. The AAV is pretty high, but eleven and a half million dollars. The going rate for good relievers like ten. So it's not so much the AAV. It was more the length of that contract. So if you trade Montero and you maybe even eat some of that salary, like you're not getting anything substantial in return, you're just going to turn around and sign another reliever. Yeah, no one's going to take a Brayu in that contract. No, you're not trading Altuve. Payne is cheap. Bregman's not going anywhere. Bregman's luxury tax salary is also lower than his real salary because they did the escalators. Mm-hmm. So, like, Bregman's going to make $30 million next year, but his luxury tax salary is $20 million that, that it impacts the luxury tax. So I don't, I don't see how the Astros are going to be super active in free agency. I do think that they need two or three bullpen arms. To me, I'm going out and trying to find the best bullpen arm on a one-year deal. It'd be great if Neris accepted the team option, $8.5 million. I don't think that he will. I could see the Astros taking care of Neris long-term, though, as opposed to a high AAV because he's in his mid-30s. Mm-hmm. Maybe you give Neris $9 million for three years, like kind of like a Montero deal. Now, Neris isn't going to like being underpaid $9 million a year. versus Montero. What's that? You, so it's nine a year for three years? Yeah, you, so you give him yeah, yeah. 27 over three. Yeah, I think, and I think that I just don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's he, he really has liked everything about being here and the winning and the clubhouse and the way he's looked upon by his teammates. And, and I think that because, you know, he had some issues in Philly. I think he's going to be the one guy of the guys that are free that's going to stay. 713-780-3776. Let's go out to the HRMP listener line. Austin, you're in the hive. What's up, Austin? 
Howdy, guys. How's it going? What's up, man? Awesome. So, real quick, it's about Maldonado. What do you think the chances of him being the starting catcher for next year are going to be? Or do you think they're just going to give the job to Yiner Diaz and just call it a day after that? Go, Rangers. Have a good day. Appreciate the call, Austin. Congratulations on your ALCS title. Trash. Um, Yiner, Yiner's the full-time catcher. There's no doubt sure. about it. I mean, Dana Brown, especially now Dusty's out of the picture, too. Dana Brown knows that this is the catcher of the future. Dana Brown knows that this kid's got a boatload of talent. And there ain't nothing that you can't get, you know, work on in the offseason that's not going to say that Yiner Diaz is a starting catcher for the Houston Astros next year. I think Maldi's going to have some options. I think that there are other teams probably out there that like everything that he brings to the table to where they're going to consider him, but I think always as a backup. I don't know that anybody's going to give him a starting job. I think that Maldi will have the opportunity to be the backup catcher here. I think if Maldi wants to get into coaching, I think they'd be wise to consider putting him on whoever takes this managerial job in a coaching position. Do you really think there's another team in the league that would consider him as a starting catcher? Um, probably not. Um, I think the, I think he can have a job as a player, though. Yeah, he could be a backup catcher. Yeah, he can be a backup catcher. I don't know if he's going to – I mean, I don't know if Dana Brown's going to want Maldi here just because of the PS, I think for a year PTSD of Yiner. this past year, though. Nope. Out. He can't be here. I don't Why? think so. Because I just you can't have if if, you, if part of Dusty Baker's issues why like he had to play Maldi more or because Fromber and JV demanded it, then he's got to be gone. You got to take the option away from him. Yeah, like it's it's almost like the Moneyball thing where like they traded away their first baseman so they could play Hatterberg. Like you just got to get rid of Maldonado so Fromber and JV can't ask for him. They can ask for the other guy, but like they can't ask for Maldi. It's got to be on the Yiner. flip side though. You'd want at least Yiner, and maybe he's gotten enough already. I don't know how much he's really, you know, kind of tried to let Maldi mentor him and understand all that he does in terms of the, the advanced scout, all the extra scouting and video and things that he does breaking down hitters. But if he could follow him for one more year, it'd be ideal. But I totally see your point that, yeah, whoever takes this job is not going to want to be battling with their pitchers if Maldi's still on the roster. I do think you need a defensive guy, though. Like, you need a defensive Back up for Yiner Diaz. I just don't think it should be Maldi. I, I can see that. Like you want to eliminate the option that way. Yiner is your primary catcher next year. Completely understand. And I mean, Maldi didn't do a whole lot for Fromber in the ALCS. Maldi's defense wasn't great either. No, it, it wasn't. Yeah, those it was, guys were running all over him. Yeah, some was of more, it was the pitchers. Nah, it was, it it was mostly the pitchers and the 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 new rules with the bases and everything, and the the limited ability to throw over. But overall, he. We, we talked about how lazy he got behind the plate sometimes and the fact that his pass ball rate was through the roof. 713-780-ESPN. How active do you think the Astros will be this offseason? Where do they need to spend? We mentioned a few of the uh, the free agents-to-be for the Houston Astros. Any of these free agents-to-be do we want back? 713-780-3776. Killer B's ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5.